0: Last but not least, today's podcast is brought to you by A3 Body Protectant. A3 was designed when Martin noticed that Hawaiian surfers who spend their entire lives in the sun had radiant, healthy skin. After plenty of awkward questions about how seriously they take their skin care, he learned the secrets. Hawaii's best secret is now available at A3equip.com. That's a 3 E-Q-U-I-P.com. A3 is a truly natural cream that can be used as a skin lotion, a lip balm, a hair conditioner. Honestly, anywhere you want to keep moist and healthy. Get yours today at A3EQUIP.com. Proceed with caution. All doctors to the ER. Do these guys have any idea what they are talking about? Talking about? Talking or- about?
1: Get squared away.
0: Spiritual.
1: Get squared away.
0: Emotional.
1: Get squared away. Mental. Get squared away.
0: Physical.
1: The podcast that'll help you get squared away.
0: All right, we are back with episode 026, big number 26. 26. What is up, my man?
1: Feels like it's been a while.
0: Right? It has been. I was up north last weekend with the fam. Oh, where'd you guys go? We went to just over the Shawano County line, some little chain of lakes. It was like tiny little lakes. I mean, you know that is you have uh, we got a boat rental, but man, it was like you could it was no wake. you had to go under a bridge to get to where you could even go with a wake. It was ridiculous, but it was fun. It was just to hang out with the family. And we tried the Pocky one chip challenge. You ever heard of that? no. So it's this one chip that comes in fucking $6 worth of packaging. It's one tortilla chip, but it's the world's hottest tortilla chip. It's ghost pepper and scorpion pepper on this chip. And the challenge, (laughs) the challenge that that you see all over the internet is you you eat it, the whole chip and then figure out how long or, you know, how long before you drink or eat something. And uh, we didn't actually do the full challenge. Me, I bought two of them and me and my brother, Took a corner of each, just to took a corner. Oh, okay. And and chewed it, and it was fucking hot. I was finger banging the sour cream, putting it in my mouth, just fucking rubbing it all over. And he's drinking out of a gallon of milk. Oh wow, dude! And and like neither of us are like big hot stuff guys. We're not like oh I love hot stuff, you know? Like oh yeah. I like to taste flavor, right? Like I like I like the Chipotle Tabasco, but I'm not like a gimme the hottest fucking peppers you can find type of guy. So Ooh. it was ridiculous. About 15, 20 minutes of about, just burn. How about later that night? It was we didn't have enough, right? Like we only had oh, the corner okay. of the chip, so it wasn't even enough. But then my youngest brother, who's 21, yeah. has got a dumbass friend who always talks shit about eating hot stuff. So he bet him a hundred bucks he wouldn't eat the whole chip and i gave him the chip i'm like yeah dude like i just want a video of it and i gave him one of the whole ones and i thought this was going to be like a week later no he called him up the night they went home sunday night when they got home he showed up and i just get a picture of this kid eating or snapchat of this kid eating it and then just puking his brains out in my mm-hmm. parents front yard he's just tears shit rolling out of his mouth saliva rolling out of his mouth and it was bad wow Wow, my brother asked him. He's like, "Was it worth a hundred bucks?" He's like, "No, definitely well, not that was hundred bucks." Yeah, he bet him a hundred bucks. No, the chip wasn't, oh, but I he saw. bet him a hundred bucks that he wouldn't eat the whole chip. Yeah,
1: wow. Yep. And yeah, my son brought my oldest brought home a ghost pepper brats, and I think about a five pack, and we both piled down two one night, and we're used to hot stuff. Yeah, but. I mean later on that night I mean you could literally feel it burning through yep. your intestines. Yep
0: and that's what the that's what all of the reviews said and that's what this kid said like he was in a fetal position on the on the ground like an hour or two later like yeah. it was sitting in your stomach and your body was just like get this out of me. Oh yeah. It's brutal. We had some ghost pepper cheese that shit was good but the dairy kind of counterbalances it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah so we went up there hung out with the fam um it was me, my wife, my kids, my brother, his wife, his son, both my parents, and then my twenty-one year old brother. So probably drank wow. a little bit too much and ate a little ate a little shitty. I could tell when I put my lever. I was I told somebody this morning or yesterday morning when I put my lever weight belt on. I'm like, the, the problem with these lever weight belts is you can tell when you're getting fat. Because <laughs> you can't just <laughs> you go another next, loop. You actually yeah. have to move the fucking screws. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, it's nice.
1: Yeah. End of the summer.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was it was nice. My my 8-year-old won the fishing contest the fishing hat there's a fishing hat that they pass around to whoever catches the most fish when we do these family vacations no and they really. write in the hat and it's like a big trophy and I had caught I was just sitting there there it was just little panfish like little tiny panfish and I had caught like 27 or some something crazy and uh she was at like 11 well then she once she learned that she could bait her own hook and take her own fish off her own hook then Ooh, it was done she, she just sat down there, there for hours hours just catching dropping catching dropping she'd holler up from down there dad i'm at 27 dad i'm at 30 Ooh. dad i'm at 32 so she was Ooh. dedicated yeah kids like that so yeah but other than that what do you what do you do what do you been up to been up to
1: uh i finally made that transition that we had talked about back in episode
0: yeah forever 19, ago 20 yeah forever and, ago uh,
1: yeah, it's probably the best transition I made. I mean, talk about making choices to better your life. And uh, I just say, yeah, I feel like a different person. Um, I'm more remote now, and I'm working in an industry that, where I, you know, I don't have to worry about ownership. Uh, literally, is just, it's going in. Obviously, I'm in charge of, you know, pretty large operation, mm-hmm. national, but it's in an industry in fitness that it just... Yeah. I can't say anything bad about it. It's, it's awesome right now. But that
0: shit's scary, right? Like I want everybody to realize that like, even somebody in your position, like when you're going to completely change careers, cha- completely change oh, yeah. industries, like it's not just like, Oh yeah, this is going to be easy. Yeah. Like it's nerve wracking.
1: Yeah. And it's something that uh, I thrive on it, but you have to train yourself to do that because yeah. somebody told me that if you're going to change industry, do it by the time you're 50 and I'm around the corner from 50 right now. And, uh, you either have to take it with a challenge or a lot of people my age are in a zone of comfortability and they just don't want to break away. Well, guess what? You know, you're, you just become stagnant. so does your, your paycheck. And so does your, you know, your, your mind because you're not challenged. I mean, it is a challenge. Yeah, It is tough. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of responsibility,
0: but I just look at it as, Hey man, I'm ready to tackle another one. So. And growth, Growth and and challenge and all of that it's, that shit's painful. I had I had an issue like that with my with my 17 year old this week. She had to go down to campus because she has a class, a high school class that's on campus, and it's a it's a college class. And there was construction down there, and she does not do well under pressure. And she called oh, down at the UW. Yeah, oh, okay. And she called and she was bawling hysterically, bawling because she was like stuck in stuck in construction, didn't know where to find this place, and was like freaking out. And I'm sure it had to do with her also this was her first day of class she was scared and i and i and i calmly explained to her like yes this sucks right now yes you're nervous yes you're scared we will get you there but this feeling right now that you have this this nervous scared painful feeling this is what growth feels like and you're gonna have to get used to this yeah and it's not easy to tell a kid that when she's bawling on the phone because she's lost downtown and if you guys a lot of people listening aren't from Madison but it's all fucking one ways and this road ends here and campus yeah. is a mess and, and they're hilarious. starting road
1: construction late in the year yep. for some I don't know what reason spend some money
0: yeah got money to spend man got money to got money to blow all that all that infrastructure dollars that came with uh, keeping up whatever mandates they kept up with because that's why they couldn't stop doing the uh, um extra unemployment here because then they would get that they would cut off that federal funding yeah which is just a whole nother weird thing weird man so i mean it's been a
1: while so you want to like you know talk about uh how you're doing all four corners here
0: yeah yeah we probably should get we probably should get into the four corners um with these last few podcasts i've really taken myself out of my comfort zone um mentally and yeah. I've really invested myself during the week to try to build arguments and build explanations and build laundry lists of tiny little notes. Um, so that when we're in here talking, I'm able to, do my best to try to put actionable points down to people that, that this can help. Cause that's really the whole goal here. So I'd say that's my mental over the last few weeks is just like, we pick a podcast early in the week that we're going to do and, or a topic that we're going to do. And I really, I really do. I try, I dive in, I, I do books while I'm at work, I videos and everything I can to try to put together some sort of um, conscious cognizant moving forward. Um, physically, my Strength is there because I'm eating. Um, but like I told you to, with the with the lever weight belt, um, getting a little getting a little on the thick side. So I'll probably have to back <laughs> off the feedback back off, here. Back off the feedback <laughs> here pretty soon. You know, it's, it's a it's a gift and a curse, right? Because when you're a lifter, you get your power from your food, right? Like you like like Jimmy talked about, you're either hormonally energized or you're nutritionally energized. And the more nutrition that you get in, the stronger you are. And the more you're able to throw up weights and the more you're able to throw up weights, the more your body has to compensate and create more muscle. But with that, if you're not on that fine, perfect balance of like calories that you're using versus calories you're not using, you put on weight. And you get to a certain point, and you cut back and lean out a little bit, and it's kind of been like that for me for years since I was a fat ass and then lost all that weight and got super skinny. Um, yeah. I guess super skinny as to what my body type would look like skinny. So just getting back on that, getting back on the thick end of thick and and backer off a little bit. I'm you know probably like <laughs> two two twelve right now. I like to be, I sit healthy around two hundred pounds. So. But with putting muscle on and getting stronger, that's slowly going to go up. So yeah, we'll see where it's at. Um, emotionally, this weekend was great with the family. I mean, it's family's what it's all about, right? Like, I love seeing my brothers and I love seeing my parents, but seeing my kids be able to have that interaction with their aunts and uncles and their grandparents is that's more of what it's about. And man, seeing, seeing that little eight-year-old just sitting down there on the dock, like fucking zoned in, like she was, she didn't care. She wasn't coming up until she was done yeah. whipping my ass in that fishing contest. That was, that was good. Um And then um spiritually that not much meditation, still meditating daily. That's all I got. Uh, daily, every other day, something like that. Sometimes two a day, sometimes zero, but still really just concentrating on the mindfulness meditation, which is really interesting because, um, the deeper, I say, um, a lot. God damn. You guys can start messaging me all the times I say, um, on this podcast. I do
1: that too. So probably have like a quarter or something. We need like a dinger,
0: like a dinger. Um, ding, um, ding. Uh, but so act therapy. I don't even remember what the act stands for, uh, but it's a type of therapy. And one of the first things you have to do is become mindful of your emotions. And I was came across that with, with our current you know podcast we're going to talk about today. And that was like, oh, fucking everything starts with being mindful of that internal voice and what it says, because that internal voice is then what causes action after that. And if you don't create that gap and that awareness of that internal voice, then you're just on autopilot. Yeah. So that that was really interesting. So my mind, really, just concentrating on my mindfulness and my meditation, and and making sure that I'm creating that gap in between those those two things. What About you?
1: Uh, physically doing well, uh, especially after that last podcast with uh, Jimmy. Uh, really focused on the proteins, which has changed the way my lifting has been, and um, and it's really helped to be in this new role, this new career, because lately when I go into office, I'm surrounded by you know, weight equipment, fitness equipment. So I had to go the other night and just, you know, basically blowing and like a third workout. So I've been killing two days and three days just because body feels good and I'm getting the protein in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, props to Jimmy on that one.
0: Yeah. Right. It's yeah. simple, simple things like that where you at you add one little change and you see a huge gain and you're like, oh, wait,
1: yeah. I mean, mentally it was, it's been a shift. It's a shift from manufacturing, a shift from a printing industry to a uh, supply chain, retail, um, e-commerce, you know, business that's, you know, going from a uh, medium sized business to a global business. So um, I like it. I mean, it's where I kind of cut my teeth on for 10 years and now I'm back into it. And it just, it, it changes your outlook on a lot of things. Um, really, I've been just waking up, you know, spiritually, being on a, um, path of good habits, I should probably say, you know, waking up, uh, getting my spiritual in, um, getting my physical done right away in the morning and then having a good pattern of what I'm doing in the day, you know, spending a lot of time with the dog, the kids are, you know, in and out of the house and, um, at night I'm making a habit to get into the sauna and getting 30, 40 minutes of just sweating it out and, Yeah, because you don't do cardio. I do a little
0: bit. Come on. A little I walk the
1: dog, okay?
0: Yeah, exactly. I walk
1: the dog, and I'll do 12 minutes maybe on the... uh, Either I got a treadmill at home, or I'll do the elliptical at the gym, so... But after 12 minutes, I'm just like... I'm ready to fall off the thing. So, I mean, I'm hauling 230 pounds, man.
0: Oh, Okay. Okay. No, well, I, I, know, I, I get should you. get the
1: vest and I should, yeah, put it a mile and a half in a day. I mean, I've been telling myself, it's like, I got no excuse to a mile and a half, really. Yeah, there's, a mile and a half is like guys nothing. running out there, you know, pulling five
0: to 15 miles in a day. So, yeah. I'm like. I watched this hilarious video this morning with Cameron Haynes and, and uh, David Goggins working out. Yeah. And they're just they're they're both animals, right? They're both just psychotic animals. I love and they're yelling. They're they're yelling at each other in the gym. And this dude in the background is just like, What in the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's and it's, they're in like a nice gym. It's not like a yeah. it's not like a rugged, you know, power lifter gym. It's like some nice hotel gym and they're come on, come on cam and david has oh, got his yeah. biceps out hollering about gains and i'm just like <laughs> good lord
1: yeah and goggins usually is like on the 90th rep of something and yelling at himself
0: yeah they were yelling they were yelling at uh 20 rep bench presses is what they were doing yeah and uh you know cam
1: uh, i i follow him and every time he posts he always posts about his running and, and it's probably like on a 90th mile or something makes you watch like how fast effortless. his legs move yeah he's He's not slowing down. I don't his know what his legs mile is.
0: Move. So uh I think when he ran the Boston, he was 650, 720, somewhere between somewhere in there when he ran the Boston Marathon. Yeah, I mean under eight. Yeah. St- you know, consistently
1: yeah. is yeah. insane. Yeah, between those videos and uh where he's shooting out of his kitchen at something, it's just like or through his truck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like one of these days.
0: <laughs> he's gonna, he won't post he's it. He's gonna hit that. He won't thing, post so. it. You'll just randomly see. You'll randomly see a broken uh, off arrow in one of his headrests sometime, and you'll be like, "Oh, I didn't post that video." Oh, uh, you don't want to do that.
1: He's got the custom, I think, Hennessy Raptor. Oh too. yeah, he's got
0: the Hennessy. Rogan sent it to him.
1: Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to put an arrow through that. But speaking so, of yeah.
0: habit, speaking of habits, I saw that uh, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, think, yeah, did uh, the Order of Man podcast. So. Door. At least that means he does podcasts. So I'm going to see if I can get a hold of him because Atomic Habits is awesome. That book's great. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been doing um also, too, guys. If you want to, I know a lot of people write me and ask about the reading list and stuff that I read. I have been doing a daily or mul- semi-daily book review, but then I throw it on the highlights on Instagram. So there's a little highlight section of book reviews. There's only like two on there now, three on there now, but I'm going to get in the habit of doing those regularly so I can get through I have like 180 or 190 titles in my library that I've done so that, hey, I don't like this. I like this. I don't like this. Just give you guys an idea of something to read, because I do have a lot of people that ask about, you know, good books to read or suggestions. So, yeah, should we cover some news quick? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a bunch of fucking highlights here, but is there anything else? Is there anything that you want to get to before my bullet points? No, I think you got some uh, good bullet points there. Um, India. Of the the providence of utmost, I don't know what the providence is as eradicated COVID nineteen. Yeah, ivermectin with ivermectin, four point six percent vaccination rate. What does that tell you? It's kind of weird, right? Israel is on their Israel is now talking about fourth booster shots, and they're seeing ten thousand cases a day right now. Yeah,
1: ever wonder why? I mean. If somebody really, has to
0: wonder, right?
1: I think virus is still reporting it, aren't they? That I mean, there's a lot of people getting sick off the uh, vaccine.
0: I don't even. So the the thing with the the virus is is weird. I don't even know enough about it to be able to speak about it. But I know I've heard some pretty intelligent people speak like this. It it's just nothing ever gets looked into. So it could just be somebody. It could be somebody that got sick, food poisoning, and said I had the vaccination three days ago, and it goes as a negative vaccine thing. Like yeah. so it's a weird situation there. But one thing my wife brought up a good point because there's this news article on Channel 3000. I think I sent it to you, right? Channel 3000 is our local news source. And the headline was something to the effect of family blames unvaccinated on mother's death in obituary. And yeah, it's, you sent it to me. And it's this family whose mom was vaccinated went to Mississippi that has a low vaccination rate, came home. They assume she got COVID there. They don't know where she got it. They just assume that they got it, that she got it there. She had severe rheumatoid arthritis and she died. They're blaming people that are not vaccinated.
1: Yeah, why is that? So
0: the unvaccinated are non-protected, but the vaccinated are supposed to be protected, but they're not protected from the unprotected because she died. So they're not protected. So they're 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 speaking out of both sides of their mouth. They're saying that my mom was vaccinated and she was not protected from getting it. But if you get vaccinated, you could have been protected from giving it to her. So does it protect or does it not protect? Right. Because you you can't both of those statements can't be true. And, I, and yeah. I think that there, the answer is always a gray area. I think the answer is a little bit in between. It reduces the, the chance. Well, it, and it, it reduces the viral load. So it reduces the chance that you're going to give someone. But my wife brings up a good point. How much more likely are you? Let's say you're vaccinated. And I'm not vaccinated. Okay. We're, we have to do this podcast. You have a sniffle this morning because you have COVID-19, but you're also vaccinated. So your symptoms are much lower. It's just like a common cold to you because you're vaccinated. How much more likely are you to still have this podcast with me because you just have a sniffle than you were if you actually were sick in your bed with a 101 degree fever for a few days? You're much more likely to spread it. You're almost you're almost a super spreader, right?
1: Right. And I don't know. I mean, there's there's too much right now that. When I talk to, you know, a specific, you know, viral scientists. So I have a couple of friends that are literally, you know, viral scientists that, you know, I don't know if I can even say it on the air. It's, it's that spike protein is, is toxic. It's almost equivalent to a neurotoxin and how it behaves in your body. I mean, in China, they're not even using the mRNA.
0: Yeah, so, what are they
1: using? So I, I'm not even sure what vaccine. Because I know a lot of countries using. have
0: their own vaccines like the the Sputnik is Russia's yeah the the I'm talking to my family
1: over there yeah and they're not using any mrna yeah. vaccine technology so um they're back to normal right now yeah
0: well first of all okay
1: yes I I mean they're back to normal why Whoever are we ignoring, one why are we ignoring treatment because there's no money in it But why God, we're dumb. but why are the immigrants so if you look right on the CDC site, so they're subscribing a cocktail for the immigrants that are coming in. And of that, none of that is the COVID nineteen vaccine and any form of it. But Ivermectin's on that list. So why are they prescribing that to the incoming Immigrants and not. and and so
0: that's the thing too. I've heard I've heard some very intelligent scientists rebut all of the papers that have been posted on ivermectin, but then I go to actual PubMed. Not I'm not reading articles. I'm going to actual PubMed. These are published articles on PubMed, and when given ivermectin as a prophylactic, it reduces nurses who work with COVID patients' chance of getting it by like seventy four percent.
1: Yeah. And like, if you have it, your recovery is literally within 24 hours.
0: Yeah. 24 to- If you're unhealthy, 48 yeah, hours. Yeah.
1: By unhealthy, I'm yeah. talking you're obese and you, yeah. you know have other issues.
0: Yeah. Usually three, day, three
1: days, everything is great. Yeah. But the problem is the patent on that ivermectin is gone. So they can't make any money, which is
0: why they're trying to figure out after reading this, after reading, after after reading this pharma book, I see how these creepy fuckers work. They're trying to figure out how to use the active ingredient ivermectin and make their own patentable nasal spray and all this other patentable (laughs) shit, (laughs) which will be the same thing that you could just get.
1: Yeah. How do I get so that I can charge more? Exactly. And that's all it is. I mean. And the whole thing about this fucking vaccine that pisses me off is, you know, and all these mandates and crap, it's just now covering up everything with that got fucked up in oh, Afghanistan. Oh, I don't think we talked
0: about the mandate yet, did we?
1: Not yet, but literally yeah. they bring this up, you know, right after there's just been issue after issue after issue of Afghanistan, just a complete total failure. And now they bring this up to, you know, get everybody distracted.
0: So yeah, let's bring that up. I mean, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't, I'm dumbfounded. I'm dumbfounded that in the free country that we live in, they're going to actually put it out there. I mean, it's basically, it's, it's forcing us without forcing us. They're forcing the employers because they know that every one of us that has a, that has a job that is more than a hundred people that. Then the employers, it gives the employer's chance to force us, but it takes it off the government's hands for forcing us. Yeah. The, then your your employer can say, I, I have nothing to do with it. It's the government. And the government can say, we didn't force you. Yeah. That's political. We just forced employers.
1: It's 100% political. So dirty. So shady. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I guess bugs me the most, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, is when I'm looking at something, is what's the risk of fatality in this whole thing? I mean, what is it? 0.2%. Yeah, it's less than a percent. Mm -hmm. And out of that 0.2%, given the numbers of uh, COVID deaths there are, so out of the COVID deaths, how many, what's the percentage of people that actually did die from, quote, COVID? Yeah, yeah, and- 4% of that group. So basically you're taking a bar of soap and you're slicing a con hair off of that, and then you're snipping off a little tiny microscopic speck off of that, and that literally is how much danger that we're all fussing about. And you got cancer out there. You got diabetes. You got people dying from obesity. And there's like zero energy. Heart disease? Deal, yeah, heart disease. Heart disease? And there's zero energy being directed towards that. Why? Because there's no gain. There's no political gain. Well, because gain. If, you,
0: if you keep the people fat and dumb, it's a lot easier to control them. Yeah. Keep them staring at their phone and eating fucking Pringles.
1: And plus they, uh, they help... Uh, flood the money into the uh, healthcare system. Oh yeah. cuz you're always fucking sick.
0: Yeah. So you got to have all of that all that government money paid towards the healthcare system. That's another weird thing. How about this 3.5 trillion dollar plan? Jeez, yeah. 760 million of it going for third and fourth 3 and 4k. And then government sponsored what is the school? Uh, government sponsored secondary school. Yeah,
1: and obviously there's a huge umbrella of uh, unsaid.
0: Oh yeah, of course. That's how, that's the way all that, that bullshit. That's the way all that bullshit is. But that's that's oh, yeah. the biggest port. That's the biggest portion of that of that three point five trillion. But they're gonna you know tax the uh, big business, tax the rich. Should we to fund should, that? Should the government? Yeah, hundred percent. Should the government pay for college? No. Right. Why should they? I why should they? Be because like the thing is you just get a car, right? Yeah, right. You just keep moving, you just keep moving a goalpost. Okay, we'll pay for we'll pay for high school. Okay. Well, yeah. everybody goes to high school, so that doesn't give you a leg up. So you have to go to college. Well, yeah. we'll pay for college. Well, then everybody goes to college. That doesn't give you a leg up. Well, what are we gonna pay for next? Yeah. And and I get it. Like people that made shitty choices that went to college and are not using those degrees. They don't have jobs or they have shitty jobs. They're just sitting there like, yeah, the government should pay for it. No, you fucked up. Yeah. You messed up. I know I have family members, family members that refuse to pay their college debt because they're like, oh, it's just going to get forgiven eventually. I don't want to pay anything on it. Dead serious. Dead serious. They're waiting for that. She's also a piece of shit, but yeah, waiting, just waiting. Oh yeah. It's going to get forgiven. Get the fuck out of
1: here. Yeah, those are the people that basically think that literally there's stuff being given for free, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're not willing to look past that level of, okay, where's this coming from? It's not falling out of the sky like they think it is. So no, they don't just
0: like, like, what's her her name with her tax the rich dress to go to the 30 (laughs) to go to the $30,000 Met Gala. That's another one I got here on my list. Maskless Elites. Yeah. You, you do what I tell you to do, but don't look at what I'm doing. We're going to go to all of these million dollar galas with no masks on. <laughs> or how about the video of the French politicians that are all sitting around in a group talking. And then when they realize the camera is going to start rolling, they all <laughs> Put start their putting their masks on. Yeah. on. You slimy it's, fucking politicians. And,
1: you know, and these are people of quote science right and there's absolutely no protection in wearing a a mask i mean if you go to china if you're high risk yeah you know you're wearing a mask to not get sprayed on but that's it it doesn't resolve anything if somebody's walking around with a virus um half the shit that you buy the
0: best explanation that i heard for this is the covid virus to a cloth mask is like a gnat to a chain link fence. Yeah, I'd say that. That's that's the equal yeah. that's the equivalent of the microns, right? Like a five micron cloth masks. This is like a 0. .50 micron the COVID. Yeah. And so it, it, that's the equivalent is a gnat going through a chain link fence. But the mask is just a placebo that the government. Jesus, government's we using. did twenty seven minutes on COVID already. We gotta move on. <laughs> People are gonna hate <laughs> us. Uh, what else do I got in here? Ah, oh, Canadian election. Trudeau. Oh. Up for election. I have kill wokeness in parentheses <laughs> because that was the first article that I read is like, is this the death of wokeness? I I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Canadians will he win. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Canadian political system. I'm
1: going to make a prediction right now and it's going to look like California. There's absolutely no reason that Newsom should have got back in. But for some reason, you know, he overwhelmingly got what almost 70 yeah. percent of the votes. So yeah. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, all these blue states uh, function the same way as how like Maxine Waters, how Nancy Pelosi, you know, and I'm neither red or blue. I'm an independent. But the problem is these blue states are proving that, hey, their system sucks ass. You know, nothing happens to for the benefit of the people. And these people are getting rich off that. And somehow rich. they just keep getting reelected so rich. and reelected. And Australia is the same fucking thing as 2022, right? Yeah. You see this massive ass spike in COVID all of a sudden. Well, guess what? 2022, they got 47 open seats in a parliament up for grabs this year between the spring and fall election. So is there a correlation?
0: Oh, dude. And they're like locking that country down. Oh, yeah. Locking down. I got a I got a good buddy of mine that his, he had a daughter uh probably eight, nine months ago, and his mom can't come see her granddaughter. Yeah. First granddaughter, I think.
1: Yeah, I think they they saw that, um, you know, I hate to say it, mail-in ballots, the advantage of using that, uh, you know,
0: to their hand. Yeah. So. Well, let's deep dive. When I think I texted you, I think I said self-confidence, right? Yeah. When I started doing more research, everything splits everything up into self-esteem and self-confidence. Um, some of the books that I read just referred to it as internal and external self-confidence. But the biggest difference is, is self-confidence is how other people see you and it's how you see your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be like, you know, what, what's the saying? I got it written down here. Confidence comes from competence, right? So it's your, it's your external, what everybody sees of your abilities and your skills It's how others feel about you versus self-esteem is your internal feeling of yourself and you can't you can't lie self-esteem you can't fake self-esteem you can fake self-confidence right. you can't fake self-esteem you know the 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 self-esteem is the how you feel about yourself physically how you feel about your intelligence how you feel about your work ethic you know how many people do you know that think that they work real hard but you know they're lying to themselves you yeah. know you know they they don't put in effort when they're at work they don't put in effort to improve themselves they don't you know it's it it's almost a epidemic around us yeah because i think that a lot of people see they see self confidence and they see the ego and then they they fluff it like i have written down here um you see it a lot in celebrities because celebrities have such low self-esteem that they try to band-aid that self-esteem with making others love them. And then what happens is is they become extremely successful because they're trying to make everyone love them. So you got people like Robert Downey Jr., people like Philip Seymour Hoffman, a lot of these people, Heath Ledger that have self-damaged self-esteem. They're they're damaged individuals. They have damaged self-esteem. They get to the top And it's kind of like what we talk about with with the wealthy suicide rate. Yeah. They get to the top and they figure out that that thing that they were working for, that thing that they were trying to fill all those holes with does not do it. And they lose. They just lose despair. They get despair, you know, and then they turn to drugs or alcohol or suicide. And that's how you see people like, you know. Like those guys that I mean, Heath Ledger wasn't a fucking amazing actor. But he was dark. He's damaged. Yeah, you see the way that he played Joker in in, in that last Batman, and man, you can see it—some dark in there. Yeah, yeah,
1: he put himself in that role and took him to the end. And
0: he was all—and he was already like—he was already clearly had had issues there. He had substance issues, and I mean, what River Phoenix? He was supposed to be the next James Dean. Yeah, and same thing—substance issues, and it's the—it's this. It's this weird thing, and and we've talked about it, hit it a bunch of other times, too, is the trying to fill those internal gaps with external gratifications. And what happens there is you become so entrenched into trying to fill them that you forget to step back and look. And that's where the self-esteem comes in that's where you have to actually improve your own view of yourself and that's where you have to actually start to improve things
1: yeah i mean would you agree that uh you know good self esteem produces you know a true self confidence
0: i think that good self esteem gives you the ground to stand on to then become competent in all aspects of your life. But I think self-esteem is a weird one because when you start to look at how to actually improve self-esteem for people that really do have self-esteem problems, it's really fucking hard because self-esteem comes from your childhood. Your self-esteem comes from how you grew up. It comes from how your parents talk to you, how other people talk to you, how you saw yourself, the things that you accomplished, the challenges that you were given. And that's where your self-esteem comes from. It's it's that internal, it's basically how you see yourself. So if you grew up damaged, you're fucked, you're a thousand times further away than just a little kid that that needs to get raised. So first of all. I think one, you know, we always, we always try to talk about actionable points in these podcasts. And if you have kids, man, you need to, you need to sit down and really think about how you talk to them, how they see you. You know, are they looking at you? with your damaged self-esteem. Like my mom is notoriously awful at this. Like she talks negatively about herself constantly and has my entire childhood. Now I was lucky because I when I was 8 I went to live with my dad so I didn't only grow up with that, but it still it had a it had a negative effect on me bad. I mean, my wife the last time my mom was here visiting, she had to tell her like we don't talk poorly about ourselves in this household. Like I don't want my kids seeing that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. So not that evidently huh? That evident, I mean, blatantly evident. And so if if you have kids, that's one thing. That's like first step. Oh, 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 one here that we need to talk about is like, how are you helping your kid see themselves? First of all, by how you are treating them, how you're challenging them, how you're pushing them to be better, but not negatively impacting their self-esteem. Yeah. And then also, like we all know the the lead by example type thing, like how do they see you? Do they see you talk poorly about yourself physically? Do they see you numbing yourself because you're unhappy in your relationship? You know, there's a lot of like we go back to the relationship podcast and there's a ton of people that are in poor relationships that stay in them. Because of the kids. Yeah. But I think they might end up doing more damage to the kids than they would have if they would have got out and raised as two separate households.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, I'll speak from experience, uh, you know, I was a shitty dad and then after, uh, separated and divorced, um, it kind of forced me to, to be a better father because it puts you in that same room with just your, you and your kids. And it's like either you got to choose to be a dad or, or he's just, uh, be a shitbag, bag
0: and that's a problem we see right now you know not to totally get away from self constant self-esteem but we see a ton of of single parent households where one of the parents is just gone most of the time it's the dad but one of the parents is just gone yeah gone completely gone married but gone yeah well i mean some of them well, are married some of them some are, some of them are married, yeah. yeah some of them are not they're even married not even there they're just they just escaped yeah for whatever reason whatever you know they're damaged we have damaged individuals having damaged individuals and and One of the biggest issues today, and I say one of the biggest issues a million times, but we're facing is this victim mindset and people telling people that they're being victimized, right? And how many times do you have to tell somebody that before they start to believe you? So then if they already have that shitty self-esteem because they've been told that their entire lives, then what happens? How how are they ever going to become aware? Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I just saw Dan Crenshaw breaking that down with critical race theory in one of his videos. I was like, we have parents, black parents that do not want critical race theory taught in our schools. And it's not like there's a class on critical race theory, like he said, but yeah. if you go to school and you're five and you start at five years old and everything is insinuated that you are a victim, everything is insinuated that you are a lesser person, or people treat you poorly, or all of this shit, and then you're six, and then you're seven, and then you're eight, and you get this every year. Even if you are in the most non-judgmental city in America, where nobody has a negative bias, nobody, and that's that, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Everybody has negative biases. People have negative biases about me, they have negative biases about you, it's just biases are natural. But you're in that city with no biases, but you grow up with everyone insinuating at you that there is a bias against you and you are held back and there's someone with their finger on your head all the time just holding you out of the reach of success. Yeah. You're never going to fucking accomplish anything. At least give them a chance. Yeah. No, I agree. So with self-esteem, concentrate on your kids. It's so important. Now, how do we increase self-esteem for people, grown up adults that didn't have that growing up? That's tougher. And this is where we talked about the act therapy that I was telling you about. The first thing we need is we need mindfulness. We really do. We need that. We need that awareness of that internal voice because the negative self-esteem is that internal voice saying negative shit to you. I am not good enough for this new job. I am not good enough to approach this girl. I am not smart enough to go on this podcast. I am not strong enough to go to the gym. I'll feel like an idiot because I'll have to put light weights on. I am not, I don't deserve to be loved. It, these. It's all this negative self-talk that then creates the poor self-esteem. So if, if you're just on running mode and you're never aware of these negative thoughts, the first step is mindfulness. You need to create that gap and you need to create that awareness because, and that's not going to be overnight. You're not going to flick a switch and okay, now all of a sudden I'm aware. This takes practice and it takes some sort of a mindfulness practice. It's concentrating on the breath. Go back to the mindfulness podcast, listen to it, It's concentrating on the breath and slowing everything down. And with doing that over time, you become aware of that internal voice. And then once you're aware of that internal voice, we can move on to the next step. And the next step is to be aware of the internal voice and then change what it's saying. So you can't lie to yourself. We know that you can try. But your internal voice, your internal ego, your subconscious is way smarter than you ever think. So if you are out of shape, you can't look in a mirror and go, all right, I see myself saying I'm out of shape, but I'm in shape. That's bullshit. Never going to work. Right. So what you need to do is you need to come up with a secondary to that situation. I am fat, but I'm working on it. I am out of shape but I'm going and that's where the work comes in. I am not as smart as I would like to be, but I'm reading a book a month. I am not ready for that next job, but I'm learning what I need to learn to become ready. Excuse me. But it's all, it's
1: all goes down to goals. So you got to set goals so that you can set a plan to get there.
0: So goals I have, there's goals and there's values and goals are good, but goals are like checking stuff off a list, right? Goals are, I want to read this book. I want to read. Whereas values are more like what values are, what being squared away is getting squared away. It's never ending. You're heading, you're heading West. It's a direction. So I want to become more intelligent. That's a goal. Or that's a value, excuse me. Yeah. A goal is I want to read a book a month. A value is I want to become more intelligent. A, a, a goals are checkpoints in the destination or the uh, the traveling that is a value. So that's probably, yeah, uh, that's
1: probably more what I'm talking about because I think a lot of people will go online. Let's say somebody's fat and they go online and they follow all these people. Let's say like The Rock. And they're like, well, I want to be like the rock. How realistic is that?
0: Well, I mean, unless you've got some supplements. <laughs> some some, supplements, some right? legit, horse
1: supplements, supplements, Some
0: legit supplements that you can order online. You just got to have Bitcoin. Right. Um, unless you have those supplements, it's not likely at all.
1: Yeah. So what I'm talking about is you have to picture, okay, what what type of person do I want to be? And how do I get there? You know, it's uh, I was talking with somebody uh, yesterday. It's like, Okay well, you want a body like a bodybuilder. Well, in the end, you have to train like a bodybuilder. You can't, you know, train like a marathon runner to get a bodybuilding body. So that's, um, you know, same thing. I mean, if you want to be a thoughtful person, right? You have to mentally train to be a thoughtful person.
0: So I have a whole list of values. And I think what I'm going to do is, I think I'll put those up maybe as like a PDF or something with this podcast, because I can't sit here and go through them. There's 50 different average values. Um, because part of the ACT therapy is is figuring out your top values and then using those values to improve that internal voice. Every time that internal voice comes up and says something negative, you use your value structure, your top three, your top five values, and then you improve what that voice is saying. You add to it. Um, but like that thoughtfulness, like you just said, that's a weird one because that's Really, that's selflessness. Yeah. And that that's a hard one to learn. Like, how do you, you – you have to teach yourself to actually be curious about other people.
1: Yeah. Or sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes it, you just start by – you know, I, I teach my nine-year-old. It's going into walking to a store or in a public uh, place that has a door to open, right? Um, don't just open the door for – one person just hold the door and wait for somebody that's coming from the parking lot, you know, just learn to just do that as a habit. Yeah. Um, I think I was leaving the, leaving the gym, I don't know, it was a day or two ago and I was watching this, uh, this guy comes in he's just completely jacked. Right. And there's this little lady walking behind him. I mean, it's probably like two, three steps behind him. You can't miss her. (laughs) He goes to the door opens it up for himself and just lets it swing shut. One of those open uh, and walks right through the door <laughs> and door shuts on the lady's face. She has to grab it. Uh, and these are these are two sets of doors. He has yeah, to Go on too. Right. Yeah. So he goes to the second one, does the exact same thing.
0: He's so ingrained, engulfed in himself that he has no ability to right. even realize what's going on around him. Yep.
1: And there's just something about, yeah, you know, you start just, if you do the little things, you know, you'll see those habits, you know, go into the, the big things you know hold the door for somebody or uh grab a cart that's sitting in the middle of a parking lot or grab one from you know somebody that's putting their stuff in their car make sure they got all their stuff out of the cart obviously yeah yeah for yeah, sure
0: know. just be nice to people like i went to, i went into the gas station got a banana the other day and I, I i have always have this joke i try to guess how much the bananas are going to cost yeah. I, do, I do it i do it at all the quick trips <laughs> i'm like ah <laughs> that's your game yeah it's fun it's fun you <laughs> guess the banana weight whatever um so I walk up, and you could tell these people are having a bad day. And I'm like, Ah, what do you I hold it up? I'm like, What do you think? Twelve cents, and totally caught this girl off guard. She's like, Um, eleven. <laughs> and I put it up, and it was like sixteen. Like, whoa, we we're both way off. And she looks at me. She goes, "You are the nicest person we've had in here today. Everyone has been really mean. Oh, really? Like that's awful. Like they're at work, and people are treating them like shit. Like they're your cashier. Be nice to them. Oh, yeah." it's uh but it's just little simple things like that like just be a nice person just be fun yeah smile at people hold doors hold doors say excuse me
1: actually use proper driving technique
0: wow yeah that one's tough uh
1: sometimes it's the little things i mean going to the four-way stop right down the road here uh i get there this morning and there's this this kid that pulls up in this caddy and literally just doesn't stop. He's a, he's the last one to the intersection. And just sunglasses on, everything too cool. Just He's
0: looking at his phone. Buzzes right through. He's probably totally looking at his phone. Uh, he wasn't even aware you were there. Probably. Nowadays. So, steps. Get back to steps. Get yeah. back to... So, self-esteem. Really, the mindfulness. Once you become aware of that inner voice, start altering that inner voice and then put in the work. If... Your self-esteem is really predicated around your physical appearance, then you need to eat better and you need to work out. If your self-esteem is really low because of your intelligence level, then you need to start if you're not a reader, start watching documentaries, start listening to podcasts, start doing TED Talk, you know, listening to TED Talks, all this shit. Start reading articles if you can read. If you if you're not a good reader, work on reading. Um, if it's around your relationship status, put in the work on your relationship. Because guess what? Like, if you guys want to, you guys want some relationship advice, watch some Jordan Peterson relationship videos because he is a, he's a a practicing therapist. He sits down with couples and he makes them start to go out with each other again and date each other again. And he's like, I send them out and they come back and they're like, that sucked. And I'm like, okay, you're going to do it again. And then they do it again. And he goes, eventually they come back and they're like, that wasn't all bad. Like, yeah. Relationships are work. Put in the fucking work.
1: And if you're single, you know, do not allow yourself to be in a relationship to pump up your self-esteem.
0: Yeah, you have to get that from because that's yeah. the thing. The self-esteem is it, You got to get that it's in internal. Before you
1: get into a relationship, otherwise, you're just bringing that baggage, and it's just going to be you're twice looking as bad. For,
0: you're you're trying to fill those external holes. Yeah. You know, and that's everybody. Everybody has self-esteem lacking somewhere. We all do. It, it, it's there. Um, if it's, if it's work or if it's financial, then put in the work to do, to, to improve those aspects, wherever your self-esteem is lacking, figure out a plan and start to move in that direction and then change that voice to, I'm not financially successful today, but I'm working towards it. This is what I'm doing. I am not in the best shape today. I hate how my pants fit. I hate how my shirts fit, but I am putting in the work to to move towards that. Yeah. And then with the self-confidence, that's where really the the competence in whatever you are you are working on. Whatever you're talking about with the self-confidence because confidence is is one of those things where it changes, right? Like I'm confident if I'm in a garage working on a car around a bunch of people. But I'm not confident um, trying to talk to someone about manufacturing in, you know, I'm just trying to think of something, right? But confidence changes. It changes on your level of ability in that arena. Yeah. But we all have specific areas where our confidence is strong and specific areas where our confidence is weak. And that confidence comes from competence. You have to work on whatever you want to be confident in, whether it's, you know, whether it's your your ability to be good at a specific task, or whether it is your ability to have a good conversation, or whether it is your ability to be a functioning member of society. Yeah, you know, and and, and that was one of the biggest things. Um, we know some. Well, I know somebody that you kind of know. Um, that put together a a confidence course. And it was this, and, and I wanted to like cross off everything in this confidence course. And because it's not self-esteem, it was self-confidence. And I want to just be like work, right? Like work. Like what is this, what is this Lance Armstrong quote I have down here somewhere? The world is full of people who are trying to purchase self-confidence or manufacture it, or who simply posture it, but you can't fake confidence. You have to earn it. If you ask me, the only way to do that is work. You have to do the work and that, that breaks it all down as far as confidence. You have to be putting in the work and then yeah. with the work will come the confidence and the ability and the competence. Yeah, I agree. I think I covered everything on my list. Yep. Physical looks, intelligence, conversation, ability, ability to endure hardship. That's one where it's like, there's a lot of people are good until they get in pressure. Right see that a lot. Yeah. But I think that that was I think that that covers everything. I know it was kind of a weird one because there isn't a ton of actionable step because this is what they would call a soft science. So it's not like if you want to do science on how to replace a knee, really fucking easy to figure out how to replace a knee. You try different ways to replace a knee. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you get rid of that way. Right. The soft sciences are are much harder. There's different therapy methods and and stuff like that where it comes to try to improve, but there's not a knee that works or doesn't work. It's a brain, it's an emotion. It's someone a lot of times people tell their therapists that they're doing a lot better than they are. So the therapists think that their ways that they're working and they're not actually working. Oh yeah. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird thing when it comes to soft sciences. But as far as everything that I could put together that was like really simple, actionable steps um i think we covered here and it's the mindfulness it's once you're aware of that internal voice it's improving the way that that internal voice talks yeah. you can't fake it and then it's putting in the work to become competent in all the different aspects of your life and then man don't let your kids see you being being a shit to yourself right
1: but you know what when you're in that process because a lot of times people think that well self confidence is a mountain that you have to reach the top before you know people see anything and I know some of the most broken people that have some of the best, you know, self-confidence, great self-esteem, you know, not great by a perfection standard, maybe. But, you know, people that I admire quite a bit because they're, you know, they dug themselves out of a hole and they're just fighting to get to that, you know, just that better point.
0: And, it, and it's weird, too, because it's like, what is what's great? Right. Cause we're going to, what are, what are we, what are we going to say great is? Because great to person A is going to be totally different than what great to person B is. Oh, That's yeah. another issues with the soft sciences, you know? Like, and so are you being true to your value structure? Do you know what your value structure is? Have you sat down and actually written down your value structure? Cause I'll, pu- I'll put that PDF on this, on this podcast on notes and you guys yeah. can click right to it and you can look through the different values and, and write down your top five from most important to least important. And then every fucking decision in your life every voice every time you come up to something hard look at what those values are are you being true to your values because if yeah. you're not being true to your values then you're not being true to yourself yeah and because my values are gonna be totally different than somebody else's values and my values would be totally different now than they will be in 10 years because right now i'm a father first yeah in 10 years i'll still be a father but i won't be a father first yeah. i'll have two grown-up kids you just be that old codger sitting on a chair in your front porch. Dude, I don't even know where I'll be in 10 years. It might be, I might be just wild. I'll be the dude living out of the van. Just <laughs> I'll, I'll be in a beach somewhere where driving I'll, around enjoying human, <laughs> good human beings. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like I hate people and I love people at the same time. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I fucking hate people, but I fucking love people. Like, you go up to a go to a, a house on a lake, right? Or, yeah. or out in the mountains, whatever, whatever. It's really cool to be there by yourself for a short period of time. And then you're like, oh, this would be awesome to experience with somebody else awesome. It would be awesome to meet new cool people. It would be awesome to share this with somebody I love. It would be awesome to be able to enjoy my kids here, you know? Yeah. But I also hate a bunch of dumbass people.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people out there. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, people that look for opportunities will see opportunities. People that see good people will find the good people. So. There's some there's
0: some awesome people coming out of the woodwork, um, especially with the podcast. I, I talked to a guy today who we're going to get on who is a um, less than ordinary teacher. So fourth grade, I think fourth grade, third grade math teacher. Less but than ordinary. Less than ordinary. Like he's not the average teacher spouting, you know, the educational mumbo-jumbo that's sent from... Yeah, Doctrination, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have him on, and that's going to be an awesome conversation because I I told him, I was like, we'll, we'll leave you completely anonymous. I want to know everything. I want to know the bullshit you have to deal with. I want to know how we actually fix this. I want to know everything.
1: Yeah.
0: And so it's cool. It's cool people, right? Like, I did get... I put up a post, hey, you know, we're looking for some suggestions for podcast guests. I got the every... You know, the everyday David Goggins and... <laughs> Jocko Willink and da 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 da. And I'm like, all right, well, because we're going to hear enough from them. Yeah, we're going to. And, and first of all, yeah, do they have anything else to say? Second of all, <laughs> second of all, we're not quite there yet. I know we're awesome. Podcast is cool. Getting good reviews. We're not there yet. And I'll reach out. I reached out. You know, I shot out some messages. Yeah. But I don't expect anything up front yet. Oh. We'll
1: get there. I'm expecting uh, Crenshaw to, you know, apply sometime here when he's not so busy. Someday. Yeah. To answer some questions.
0: It'd be really interesting. Um, and I, I got to do this research for myself too, but to figure out like a clear cut, a clear cut way to make some political decisions moving forward. Like I, try, I tried finding a website and there isn't really one, but it would be nice to have just like grades. Right. And you go in and you do a huge questionnaire and then they give you, you know, you're, like all these personality tests that everybody has, like you're an ABF, right? Right. So like your value structure, you're a VDC for this seat, your best choice. The closest to VDC is this person. The closest to VDC in this point would be this person, right? Like, because we all have different value structures and I have much, I'm, I'm much more lead toward, towards less government and more freedom and more power to the actual people that are in the working area of the country, less power to the elites so like you're that, talking like
1: a political
0: personality test, like a political personality test. But then but then all the politicians have to take it, too, so that it matches you with the best politician for whatever seat you're voting for. Hmm. I thought there was something like that, and I looked around and I could not find it. I've never heard of it. Well, somebody should make it. I just want royalties. <laughs> if you write the code, just oh. send me a check. Just a little one. I don't need a big one. Yeah. But so we, I would like to do a, a a podcast on that, and it would that would be awesome to be able to talk to somebody that's on the other end of it. Like, how, this is a mess. How do how do the how does the every average day human being that has kids and bills and job and the gym and food prep and all this shit. How the, how are we supposed to wade through the bullshit that is out there? Because, yeah, I can look at Crenshaw and say, I like that guy, but that's one seat. You know, yeah. how many other, you know how many other seats I have to vote for every year? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it'd be nice to be able to sit, sit down with somebody like that and just be like, tell us. Tell us and we'll blast it around the Internet. Tell us how we're supposed to wade through the garbage and find the people that align with our value structure.
1: Yeah. I mean, then one specific question I have for Crenshaw is, uh, you know, how in the world is a group going to legislate accountability to themselves? And by that, I'm talking about term limits. So uh, specifically, I asked them, uh, you know, hey, if you want to come in the podcast or you just want to, you know, give me the answer, I just, I want to know, because how in the world that us as average people, can convince Congress to hold themselves accountable. How? Because you know, basically, they're going to have to tell themselves, "Hey, guess what? You're not going to, not going to get rich off the backs of the citizens." Well, and they're still
0: going to get fucking rich because they're going to go to K Street right after they're done, anyways. They'll probably get richer. Write a few books, and but you won't. You probably won't have. The, I guess we're in an hour. You probably won't have the political sway if you have a short term limit. You won't have the sway that you would have if you were in politics for. 30, 40 years and then oh, yeah. retire to K Street. K Street is all the lobbyists, in case you guys don't know. That's like the you know the, the term for basically where everybody goes because what happens is is somebody is in a political part or a political seat for so long that they then figure out all the ins and the outs. They have the, the this is the person you go to to get this done, this is how you get this done, and then they go to K Street and they lobby or they do, um, what's the other word, where you go and work for somebody to tell them how to do things. That word always gets me.
1: No, they tell me consultant.
0: Consultant. That's the word. Yeah, no. yeah. They'll go and they'll they'll consult for big for big business and get paid a bajillion dollars. And basically, all you're doing is buying their contact list and they're leaning on their friends because hey, remember when I did this for you? I need you to try to push this through for you know so and so company because they're paying my consultant firm a yeah. billion dollars. And that's that. That was a good one that that Jack Carr highlighted in one of the last books. Was um was that one? Oh. But I think we're good to wrap. Everybody, right. don't let your kids see you being shitty yourself. Bye, Felicia. <laughs>